Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Clean up your career and be your own boss with the Clean It franchise. Enjoy unlimited earning potential backed by Clean It's brand and existing contracts, including graffiti removal, high-pressure cleaning and more. Download your Clean It franchise info pack at klenit.com.au. Yeah, welcome back to Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy and a warm welcome to our Queensland listeners tuning in from SENQ 693am. If you've missed anything from the show this morning, including our chats with Dave Ricky and Michelle Bishop, our NFL updates, our weather updates, our, our, May, our EPL updates, uh, our golf updates. Uh, tune in to SEN Breakfast with Fossey and Brandy via Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Andrew. And on a Monday morning, uh, we then broadcast through a whole bunch of uh, stations throughout Queensland. It is great to have your company if you're just joining us right now. Matty John's brought to us by Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Cameron by the Sporting Globe, the home of the footy. We're just getting Cameron's line established at the moment. He's been uh, camping. He's gone a bit off the grid this weekend. But Matty Johns, the conscious professional, he's just marching on. He's ready to go. In fact, he's been online for the last half hour just tuned into the program. Good morning, Matty. Good morning, Vossi, Brandy and Cameron. We attack all the big issues right off the top. Um, would you pay $5 for a cardboard coaster with Brandy's head on it, as I saw yesterday? <laughs> Collect a cob, Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah, without a shadow yeah. of a doubt. Yes. I, I, th- I think you could you, you could knock them down a, a couple of bucks too, Matt. I'm sure you could bargain for it. So, I'm, I'm not I'm not good at bargaining. We once <laughs> went away in a trip, we're in of all places. We're all good story start Budapest, and uh, <laughs> my son said there was a Shanghai for for sale, and I said, mate, I said the bloke, how much? And he said uh, twenty euro, and I said, yeah, what's this? And I said, mate, fifteen euro. He said twenty euro. I said, mate, 15. Nah. Anyway, I said, nah, no good, walk away. And then I got me, I went back and said, right, I'm at 20. He said, 30. I said, sold. <laughs> what? Well, well what? I, I had, a, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not the haggler either. And I remember no. being in Bali and, uh, and um, I think Tanya was, get, you know, they do the hair braiding. And I said, oh, yeah. I'm, I, you know, anyway, I'm getting hassled. It was in Cuda. And I, for the fourth time, I said to this bloke, mate, I'm not buying your watch, right? I am not buying it. I, I just sort of wandered up the alleyway a bit. He pulled a knife on me and oh, said, you buy. <laughs> so I quickly signaled to the hair braid was over and we quickly got out of cooter. And that was, oh, that was it. Right. <laughs> I thought you were say you ended up with a watch and braided hair, Brady. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, that's so He good. pulled a knife on you. He pulled a knife. Yes. Wow. Welcome to Cuda. It's Welcome always a good way to negotiate, I always found, with a weapon. Yeah. Well, yeah. I knocked him back. You know, I can't remember how many times. But anyway, he didn't like it. All right. Uh, Matty Johns, as I say, here for Chemist Warehouse. Cameron Smith for the Sporting Globe. It is a sensational venue, the home of the footy. But as we said, he's been, he's gone off grid. Cameron Smith, I have no, I, I have no <laughs> idea where Cameron is, to be quite honest. I have no idea. He could be... In another country, up a mountain with some Nepalese monks. I wouldn't have a clue. Cameron Smith, come in. <laughs> good morning, fellas. How are we going? Oh, Not too bad. Good. We're yeah, good. Camping. Camping. So sort of it's like a little camp. A camp. You're not a player anymore, Cameron. You don't have to go into camp, but you have gone camping. No, no. Taking the uh, taking the family camping. Um, 
as you mentioned, Vossi, I, I can't I can't give away my uh, no, my position exactly. No, it's top no. secret, but um, we're up in uh, we've made our way up to far north Queensland actually. Oh, nice. So um, enjoying enjoying the warm weather up here at the moment, and uh, yeah, got stuck into a bit of jet skiing and water skiing and wakeboarding yesterday. So I'm uh, I'm a little bit tender this morning, fellas. A little bit sore. Well, when you said when you said you you'd got taken the family, I thought, well, hang, hang on, Cam, it's finals, final. You you can't be sort of going on holidays, but you've gone up to North <laughs> Queensland, so you you're up there ready for the for the big game between the Eels and the Cowboys Friday night. I've just been talk. I've been giving sort of constant weather updates about Townsville and just how hot it is. Yes. Uh, yes. It feels like 29. It says right now because the humidity is 83. percent Can that play a part in this game on Friday night? Oh, Brandy, huge. Oh, I think. Oh, I remember speaking about the um, the Cowboys and having an opportunity to get a home prelim final before they played the Sharks, and and location and conditions playing a huge part. So now. Parramatta, they have to travel up to the Townsville. They're going to be playing in in conditions that they haven't played in for six months. Yeah, and and you think back to the Eels uh, taking on the Cowboys earlier this year. I think it was like round round twelve, maybe. They played them in Darwin, so extremely hot conditions. Yep. Ball was slippery, a lot of sweat on the football, and and they were beaten convincingly by the Cowboys. So, if there's ever a time that the Cowboys can find themselves or, or have a golden opportunity to get themselves into the grand final this week. And I can tell you, boys, being up here in North Queensland, I got up here a couple of days ago, it is steamy. You get up in the morning, 6.30, 7 a.m., it, it, it's 28 degrees already. So going to be some tough conditions for those Eels players. Well, we found out that what they're doing is having their captains run Wednesday and flying up Thursday. I thought, you know, before I knew that, I thought, well, they probably should fly up there Wednesday and just get used to it before yeah. the Friday night game. Anyway, yeah. they... they they fly up the day before the game. So, yeah, uh, well, boys, any yeah, surprises? I'm with you, Brandy. I actually, yeah, I actually thought they would have maybe come up a few days earlier just to get in the conditions, get get used to it, and have a bit of a training session up here. But you know, they, they feel as though that's the best prep. So, good luck yeah. to them. What What about your summation of, of what happened over the weekend? Well. Yeah, oh, look, I was I was really I was really impressed with Parramatta. Um, I, I worked uh, that game, and I think that's that's the Parramatta that I think we've all um, we've all wanted to see for the most part of the year, and particularly finals time. That's the this is the first time they've gone to week three of the finals in 13 years, um, and particularly over the last what would you say I don't know half a dozen years, I think everyone's been expecting Parramatta to be in this situation or, or find themselves in a grand final. So it was great to see them take that step forward and actually step up and play, you know, the style of footy that everyone knows they can play. The biggest challenge for them now is to continue that consistency. And that's what Brad Arthur's been talking about all year. Anytime you see him in any press conference, you know, post games, you know, midweek, whatever it is, he, he bangs on about consistency all the time. So that's what they need to find again um, this week against the Cowboys. And look, the Bunnies, um, yeah, they were just way too strong. Way too strong for Cronulla. Um, I, I think that 93-minute game would have taken a fair bit out of them. And they lost two guys in the captain's run um, the day before the match too. So um, they're, looking, they're looking pretty good, the Bunnies. Can't wait for that prelim. Rabbitohs v Penrith. 
Oh. All right, Matty, your turn. Are you prepared to lock in tips? Brandy w- was cold early in the morning, and then about two hours late, he said, yeah, no, nah, I'm locking in Parramatta-Penrith Grand Final. David wow. Riccio from the Telegraph's been on already. Parramatta-Penrith Grand Final. Matty, are you clear in your head at the moment, or just a little wait and see? You may, might change your mind during the course of the week. Oh, a bit of wait and see, to be honest. Uh, I think the week off, well, the week off certainly will help, help, uh, help the uh, Cowboys been to get up there and freshen up a little bit and like Cameron Newblake's been talking about the home conditions uh, for the Cowboys is huge uh, on the other game I tell you what it just shows you done it like consistency through the, the season proper counts for nothing it's the big teams and the mm. superstars that get it done this time of the year and I, I reckon Brandy look you know maybe I'm, I'm wrong here but I reckon Ivan watching th- this is a really tough game because you're coming up against Souths, who are who are flying, and I'm, I'm, for use of a better term, like it's not as if they haven't got anything to lose, but uh, I think at the moment they've gone further than the people certainly thought they were going to do, and they just they'll be going there with just mm. with a, a carefree attitude. And when you've got mm. stars like they have, like Latrell and and uh, and Cody and Cookie and whatnot, mate, when when you're going and playing a game like you've got nothing to lose, it makes it very very dangerous. Mm, yeah, big ga- big plays, big game players. That's that's what, you know, that that's why Cronulla just didn't handle the situation. No. And but Souths do have those those players that can win big games. There's yeah. no doubt about it, mate. And I thought I thought Brandy was some really clever coaching from uh, Jason Demucho because I reckon if like Fitzy's a really thorough um, defence coach, and he'd have been doing all his work mm. on South's left hand side. And just you know, peeling over. Okay, Cody lost to this, but but most of the damage and most of the attack went to the right, which I thought I thought was just really not a little subtle thing, but very clever. Let me throw something at you, fellas, um, and, and leave goal kicking aside. And this is part of the success story of South Sydney. Lachlan Ilias, I thought really good the other night. Would South Sydney be any yep. better off or worse off if it was Reynolds rather than Lachlan Ilias? At number seven, and I was saying leave goal kicking aside because Adam's one of the, you know arguably best in the comp over eighty mm. percent. So leave goal kicking out of it. Would they be any better or worse off that that Ilias is there instead of Reynolds? Twelve months on from making the grand final, Brandy. I don't think so. No, not 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 the development of Lachlan Ilias. You know, since he was taken off against the Dragons, and when South were really they were paddling because they were doing it without Latrell at that stage. And I think what Lockie Ilias has done over the the last couple of months, I don't see South as that much of a better team with Adam Reynolds there. So I, I don't, I don't think that's the factor that will determine whether South can win it or not. Mm. Bossy, well, there point. we go. Yeah, Matty, you're the judge of halves. Lachlan Ilias should have to be impressed with what you're seeing from the young fella. Really impressive, as as Brandy said, when he got dragged in that game, I thought, oh man, you know, th- this could be uh, season defining. For, uh, for Lachlan, but he's bounced back and he's been better. I think, would they be any better at this point where we find ourselves now? No, but there was a lot of teething problems early. The, the guy it affected most mm. through the season proper was Cody because Cody suddenly couldn't you know, just be the normal Cody, yeah. watch and react. Suddenly he had to do the organising. So there were some teething problems, but, but really, who knows? I mean, if if Adam was there, you know, who knows? There might have been minor premiers and four points clear, but no... On the surface, mm. no, he's done a great job, Ilias. 
Hey, by the way, there's some great reaction to you, Cameron, on the text line. Totally way out of the Lachlan Illies field. But people saying, uh, how good do those morning birds sound in the background mm. of Cam's audio? Uh, other people saying, go, can you get out of the Avery? It's driving me nuts. Um, <laughs> can you do a bit of bird watching for us? What are you seeing? Is it the, uh, is it the blue-netted booby that you're looking at? What, what sort of uh, birds are you looking at this morning? <laughs> Uh, no, certainly, no, I haven't seen any boobies on this trip so far, Bossy. No, <laughs> no, no, none, none of those. Um, uh, I don't know, a couple of cassowaries. What else is there? What? Uh, no, is I'm actually not too sure. <laughs> They're up in the trees. <laughs> yes, in the I'm trees. I'm not something. sure. <laughs> then there's another. There's another text here too, Cam. I, I, hey boys, is Cameron in his Jayco caravan from his time at the storm? <laughs> <laughs> He's ready to hop in GI's boat. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, that's what I was just about to say, boys. That's what I've been. What do you think I've been skiing behind? <laughs> Very nice nature. Oh, it's good to be able to laugh about it now. <laughs> uh, the black stump eel says, uh, "Boys, uh, is Maddie a bit dusty this morning?" Oh yeah, probing yeah. question. Yep, yep, yep. Well, Friday night, our neighbours, Italian neighbours across the road had an Italian wedding to go to on Friday night. Just hit myself for six there. And I thought, well, if you're going to do it Friday night, you might as well double up Saturday <laughs> night. And then last night, we had our bit of, went out with, uh, actually, your young bloke, Brandy. He goes pretty good. Um, and, uh, and Fletch. And uh, when, you, when you go out with Fletch and, you know, and Gordon, um, generally, it's not a 2020 game. You're in there, it's a test match, five-day affair. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, that's a tough crew. Uh, boys, put Gary from Newtown in the bunker. Imagine how long he would take to make a decision and the explanation we could hit uh, three hours. Yeah, we, we're talking game, about, you know, like we, we had a caller earlier, uh, Cam and, and Maddie, that, um, yeah, who's the number one referee? Well, that's, it, it becomes quite easy. It's down to the two, actually, Klein mm. Grant Atkins, but... What sort of scale can we... Does anyone keep count of, you know, good and bad bunker decisions during the year to work out who is the best person for the bunker? Because we said, well, if Ash Klein gets referee, Atkins goes to the bunker. Or, or vice versa. Atkins gets referee grand final, Klein will be the man in the bunker. But do we have a number, number one bunker man? Cameron, maybe we should go to you. You're the one with the ties to the referees. Do, do, how do we work this out? Has anyone monitored the bunker during the year... And, yeah, it could be Alan Short or it could be Shorty. Shorty could be the best bunker man. Like, is there someone kept count a tally well, of good bad decisions? Well, the thing with that boss is, is the is the is the man sitting in the bunker for every game? Are they are they named? Like, are they, are we told yes. who's running the yeah, bunker? Yeah, we, we know are. who's we in are. there. Yep. Yes. Ah, yep. right. Okay. Yeah. No, well, I haven't taken much notice of that this well, year. Maybe but, we um, should. <laughs> someone yeah, has to. Yeah, I think we should. Because isn't that yeah. the barometer? That's the, the 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 person who's got the most decisions right. Surely is the person who is in the bunker in the grand final, not just the bloke with a scrapbook. It's got to be mm. based on performance. Maddie, this Wait. should be your job. Well, I remember talking to Billy Harrigan once years and years ago when the, the bunker controversy when he was the coach of the uh, the refs. And there was a lot of controversy as there always is. And he said, Maddie, we, we we've actually gone and had analysis, and there were 300-odd video referee calls, and we got 96% of them right. And I said, well, who did the adjudications on? He said, me. And I said, well, I don't know really if that, that counts. I look at the bunker sometimes and think we're spending so much money on it, but are we getting that many... Is it any better as far as the decision-making than it was when they were watching it basically on a black-and-white TV? I mean, mm. probably not. I don't think so. 
No, I, I, you're right. Because the, the video referee used to be at the game, just with a little screen in front of him, and uh, he'd yeah. make the call. And remember the, the, the oh, no, we, we haven't got 4K definition, for, you know, HD. <laughs> yeah. They can't see properly. They can't yeah, see that, the, that was the, the lines Mark get Asnier. blurred. Yeah, <laughs> Mark Asnier tried. Yes. And they said, That's oh, the right, reason why we Gaz didn't get it right, right was the fact that the TV the, wasn't high definition. <laughs> Yeah, so we've got yeah. the 4K going and everything like that. Anyway, it's probably too clear. million dollar man cave. Anyway, I just uh, think we should reward the person the who's been the best performed in the bunker, not just the, the referee who missed out. I think it's got to be based on performance. So Here's, surely there's got to be someone out there to keep count of that. Yeah, George has a question. He says, guys, hoping you can explain the benefits of the short dropout tactic that seems to have become the norm lately. Luttrell seems to... Mm try every time with little success. Surely the chance of giving away a penalty in front is less beneficial than sending the opposition 50 metres downfield. Uh, even, even the one on the weekend where Nico Hines tried a, a short one uh, right at... Damien Cook was standing on the 10-metre line and Nico still thought he'd try it and, and almost came up with the ball, but uh, the short drop kick, drop it. kick tactic... He grubbed it. He did anyway, grub yes, it. He didn't tactic. drop kick it. Mm. Cameron, your thoughts? Short drop it? Yeah, well, the, the, I think the the mindset or the reasoning behind doing it is that you actually have a, a chance of regathering the ball. So if you kick it long, if you choose to kick long, the only the only way you can get the ball back is is if the person attempting to catch the ball knocks it on, and that's that's highly unlikely at NRL level that they drop drop balls off of dropouts. So what they're thinking there is well. The percentage between us getting the ball back with a long dropout compared to a short one, it's much higher if we go short. We actually get a crack at the ball. So if you if you if you've got a guy that practices that, and that's the thing, you've got to put time into it because if it goes wrong, then you're giving away a penalty to the opposition ten metres out in front, and they can take two points if they choose to. But if you get it right, you actually give your tall man out on the edges a chance to get the ball back. Mm. So that the Walker brothers, they actually. Yeah, going back what six or seven years ago, when they were coaching um, the Ipswich Jets in the Queensland Cup, every dropout, every kickoff was short. Mm. But they, they never ever yeah. kicked long. And I Matty, think you a fan, yes or no? Yeah. Short dropout. Yeah, I am. Fair. I am because the other thing about it too is it's very difficult to attack with no momentum, and when you're mm. attacking an opposition try line, is you 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 have no momentum. You know, it's you know, whereas you know, the long dropout, of course, they drive a couple in and they start to play from there. But as has been proven, the probably the most difficult place to attack is from ten metres out. So yeah, I'm a fan. Like if I if I my if it's my side that's got a repeat set, I want them to drop kick long. I don't want you know as Cameron said, I don't want them to flip the coin and you know maybe come mm. up with the ball. All right, if you've got a question, fire it in now on the text 0457736736 or call the McDonald Jones open line 1300 01 like Gary of Newtown is going to do just after 8.30 to go head-to-head with Matty Johns. Can't wait for that one. 22 after 8. Uh, before we get back to your calls and texts, uh, we have four underworks. All-day socks by underworks. Pass every test. Pick up a pair and test them for yourself. Who has to pull up your socks this weekend? A nomination. Uh, from the weekend, uh, and there are teams that, of course, dipped out. Uh, Cameron, does anyone sort of stand out for you? Pull up your socks for Underworks? Well, well, I was going to nominate the Sharkies. I just thought they were just completely outclassed. But um, I'm going to say I'm going to nominate someone for this weekend coming and just Ooh. say not not so much that they're, they're, they're not prepared, but I'm just going to say the Cowboys, have yourself ready to go because you will not get a better chance 
to progress through to a grand final than this one. So, boys, have your socks pulled up and ready to go against Power. Very good. Yeah, not, nice. they're not sort of pulling yeah, them up right. from their ankles. They're, they're halfway up. Just just have them absolutely ready to go. My, yes. I, I'm going to go, Matty, I'll, I'll just jump in. I'm going to go uh, EPL. Uh, Leicester City beaten 6-2 by Tottenham. Leicester sit on bottom, on the bottom of the EPL ladder. They're on one point. Um, so mm. pull up your socks, Leicester City. Through seven matches. Mm. Matty Johns, pull up your socks nomination for Underworks. Uh, well, I mean... I, I, look, I'll just say the Raiders. I, it, it's just an example of mm. that. Yeah, you can have a great middle of the season. If you have a slow start to the year, the problem is you spend all your pennies and dimes getting to the finals, and once you get there, you've got no gas in the tank. So, yeah, that would have been disappointed what they served up. Yeah, to go from beating Melbourne in Melbourne to losing 40 points to four. I mean, that is mm. that is a big... Fall from grace. That's all for Underworks. All day socks by Underworks. Pass every test. Pick up a pair and test them for yourself. Just before the news, um, listener Brian the Dragon says, what is happening with Grand Final Entertainment? I haven't heard anything. I mean, Robbie Williams is there for um, for uh, the AFL. AFL. Matty, you're, you're all over entertainment. What, what's happening? Is it Daryl Braithwaite? Horses? Uh, what do we no, got? Barnes? No, the Shanty? No, the Shant- We've got the Shantuzies. <laughs> Shantuzies. Oh, <the> <laughs> <laughs> well done. There we go, the Shantuzzi's locked and loaded for the NRL Grand Final. Well done, Matty. I knew you'd know the answer to that. Um, we've got plenty more coming your way. Get on the phone right now. one 300 Matty Johns, Cameron Smith, the moat and the goat to take the call, and Brandy, right here on SEN, the home of sport. There we go again. It's Monday morning. Time to nominate your A-graders. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's thanks to Bryden's face. Lawyers. Injured at work, call the experts at Bryden's Lawyers today, 1-800-848-8848. And 40 Doors, Garage Doors Redefined, 40doors.com.au. We've had a call from a nursing home saying the Shantuzis are here. Um, they're actually busy that weekend. They won't be available for the grand final, Matt. So I think your mail might be wrong there on the Shantuzis oh, before mate, we get the grand final. It's Wawani. Um, Wawani, ah, right there, sorry. <laughs> got that mixed up. Uh, we got uh, mail here. Bruno the Midget Mars Bar is the grand final entertainment. Th- that would be some coup. I-, I don't know whether Bruno, is he here at that time or not? Are they holding that? Like, Peter Volandi's already yeah, had a shot at good. Bruno Mars. That'd be pretty Everest. good if they got him. Or are we just Bruno making Mars. this up now, aren't we? Like, he's we no are. chance. Of, yeah. We are. We are. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are here for Bryden's lawyers. Lawyers protecting you. Uh, your future injured at work, all of those things. 1-800-848-848 is their number. We're here for Garage Doors Redefined, 4D Doors, the best. They know their stuff, 4ddoors.com.au. Now, neither of those great sponsors bring you the next part of the program, which is the McDonald Jones Open Line, proudly brought to you by McDonald Jones. Maddie loves McDonald <laughs> Jones. They sponsor the stadium in Newcastle, been building the dream home for years and years and years. Maddie, you have to pick up the ball and run with it here. This became a segment last week, unbeknownst to you. Gary of Newtown, on a Monday, we palm him off to you. So to kick off this last half hour of the program, Gary of Newtown is on the McDonald Jones open line to lock horns with you, Maddie. A, a, a meeting of great minds of rugby league. Maddie, say hello again to Gary. Hey, Gaz. Good to talk to you again, mate. Yeah, you too, Maddie. Just, just on the Parramatta... That's the be- that group. It's the best they've ever played together. It on the last weekend. Now I look at it this way. I I'm a, I'd like to if a centre gets injured, I want to swap it with a centre. I don't move forward. So I, I, I want Simonson in the centres, 
and his teammates either side, mate, we got your back and you've got two jobs. Make your tackles and push up in support. Just stay alive. That's your job. So I wouldn't swap a forward to go to the backs. I, wouldn't go, I know he's played well there in the past. I would not do that. That's the best I've played. And when it comes down to the weather up there, if you're focused and tuned in, I just want to make a point. Over the decades, in the grand final, 2003 was my favourite grand final. Fitless pass off the ground to Burns down the sideline was better than Satler's tackle. It's worthwhile having a look. My point there is he was absolutely tuned in. So if you tuned in, if Parramatta's tuned in Friday night, the weather won't be as bad as what people are making out because they're only thinking, let's play, ref says okay. full time. And go, oh, it's yeah. over. That's how I say, see yeah. it, Matt. You're, it, Matty. Yeah. Oh, Gaz, I'm Matty. with you. One-off game, Gaz. You get up there. doesn't matter about the conditions. Mate, just tune yourself in. Get there. Get focused. And I'm with you on Bailey Simonson. I'm a fan of Bailey. I coached Bailey when he was a kid. And um, he's sort of fallen out of favour there. But, Gaz, once again, mate, thank you for telling it like it is. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. Tuned yeah, in. That's going to be keep ringing on a Monday slogan. now. Matty, so, can I just go back to what Gary said where Brad Fittler was tuned in on, on that mm. wet night in mm. 2003? Yeah. They lost. The Roosters uh, lost. He wasn't that tuned in, Freddie. They got beat by Penrith. What a game. I'll tell you who was tuned in. Luke Prittis. His 30-metre his pass in. to Luke Rooney. Now, that tuned was the in. difference. Yep. Campbell, Not sideline conversion. Clive he was Kirtle. tuned in. Clive yes. Clive Luke Prittis, what a performance. Oh, he was tuned in, in that night. What about unlikely, unlikely performances? Well, not unlikely, but you know, guys that come out of nowhere win Clive Churchill medals. I mean, the two... Bradley Clyde, the year you guys won it, Randy. Bradley Clyde, man yep. of the match in their grand mm. final. Like, yeah, Royce was. Well, that was just a certain. bad decision. That match yeah. wasn't really. That was just yeah. a like, that was just a, a, a bad choice. And that, I, I think that was because back in those days they they'd give it out. They had to give it out. 15 minutes before full time. 20 20 minutes. I'm telling you, Brad Mackay, voted for Brad Mackay, came in about 20 minutes before full time. There wasn't no man to match. What's that about? Well, the famous was a judge. He was in the commentary box and had to come up with the man of the match 20 minutes out from full time. Well, the famous one, Leeds, in the Challenge Cup final, it was uh, Leeds against Carlisle or something like that. Short uh, short kick off. They kick it through, double kick, score under the post as the full time siren goes. I'm just trying to think of the guy's name. Uh, the 63 Challenge Cup, and he takes the ball back. They announce over the the loudspeaker that he is the Lance Todd Trophy winner, and he's got the kick in front and misses it in front. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh it misses, really? It, it's it's a amazing. It's an amazing piece of footage. It is. I'll. I'll you guys oh, no. continue. I'll dig up the name to have a okay. look. Okay. Well, well, we've got more calls, plenty more calls there on the McDonald Jones open line, 1300 01 1170. Maddie John's here for Chemist Warehouse. Uh, Cameron Smith of the Great Sporting Globe, the home of footy. Bruno of Marylands has called in. Cameron wants to speak to you up in your um, secret location, nude, listening to birds. Um, Bruno, say <laughs> hello to Cameron. <laughs> G'day, Cameron. How are you, mate? I'm well, thanks. How are you? It's funny, actually. I like you now that you. Well, it's funny. I actually like you now that you're not playing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, mate. (laughs) Now, come on, Bruno. Now, 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 I just have to put this into perspective. I'm, I'm talking through the lens of a Rooster supporter here, diehard Roosters fan, right? Right. So, Jack Wyden's deliberate head slam on Moses on Friday night. Why has that been swept under the carpet? 
Yeah, no, I can't answer that one. I, I actually worked on the game, and, and I thought there would have been some sort of uh, ramifications from that, given what's happened in the in the previous week. Um, with, uh, well, I think it was Jared, wasn't it? Um, yep. JWH. So, um, yeah, look, it, it was a it was a confusing one. And then later on in the game, um, I think he hit Moses again, hit him on the ground. Uh, he knocked him. He fell on the ground, and then he then he dove on him again when he when the tackle wasn't complete and was penalised and put on report for that for unnecessary contact. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. I'm a little bit confused by some of the rulings that happened throughout the game at the moment. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a bit confused as well. And obviously, yeah, I'm just, you know, reflecting back on the, the week before where, nah, you know, Clyde's um, client, whistle right. wouldn't stop blowing That's and then right. he, he put it away to you. On behalf of Victor Radley, mm. you're entitled to ask the question, Bruno, aren't you? You were entitled to ask Victor Radley, video, looked at it and then went boom, yeah, that whatever it was, the push punch, got him 10 minutes in the bin. White, yeah, no, I didn't think White yeah. got Moses. The one on the ground, I don't think he got him. But they penalised him for it, and they said head contact. So if that's what they saw, right. based on the previous, we had to go to the bin, but didn't. So I'm Bruno. It's a good question. Now, now we get the rabbit. Brandy, Maddie, do you want to speak to the rabbit? Anyone want to speak to the rabbit from Paddington? Love to. Yeah, Love Maddie. To. <laughs> go rabbit. All right, the rabbit from Paddington. You've handled Gary of Newtown. Now you get the rabbit from Paddington. Rabbit, say hello get to up. Maddie. Maddie. Imagine you're having a really big dinner party at your place, right? Maybe 100 people and all sitting around the table. And you're telling this amazing story from your life. And there's a punchline. There's a yep. punchline coming, right? And But every couple of minutes, someone gets up and goes, oh, just, just hold on. i just got to go get a beer. And then you, they come back in the dinner and you go, okay. So anyway, I was in England, you say. And then another person gets up and they go, oh, hold on. i just got to go to the toilet. And you go, okay, we'll just come back. And your punchline... And there's 20 people getting up all the time. Get to go, and you can never finish your story. And then some people at the end go, oh, I'm just going to go home now. And you go, I haven't even finished my story. This is the problem with the stadium. Every two minutes, someone's getting up to go get a beer. Someone's got to go to the toilet. At that stadium, you're always up in your seat and moving around. Can people just sit down and watch the game? What about those people that leave with five minutes to go? And they and they get home and then people say, oh, you know, you won. You go, I don't know, I left early because I want to get to the car. These people, they've got to put seatbelts in the stadium. They've got to put seatbelts in the stadium. Just Lock like in the dinner party. I'm sick of it. Maddie, I'm sick of it. Man, yeah. Like on the roller coaster. Yeah. Maddie, what do you think about that? So when you sit in your seat... Down comes a bar over you that you then can't get out. Like until... a roller coaster. Yeah, like yeah. a roller coaster, Matty. What's your thoughts? It's compulsory. Everyone's got to wear a nappy. And you sit there. <laughs> you can have a beer. You just can't leave your seat. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, well, you're very in a very agreeing mood today, Matty. Well done. Uh, John of Harrington Park is there. Read the short kickoffs, Brandy. Go ahead, John. G'day, boys. Yeah, okay. Um, Good, mate. For the short kickoffs as, as well, boys, um, there was more uh, started off to give the forwards a rest because they're not having to sprint 40 metres downfield and then have to retreat for the next five tackles. So mm. there was a, also that. I mean, you can get the ball back, obviously, but you know it's easier to defend your line anyway from, yeah. from within your 20. Yeah, you've just got to make sure you kick the 10, that's all. Like you, you just got to get the kick right. And I, I just noticed the week before, it might have been the, the last regular season game against the Roosters, where I think Latrell, he might have missed three yeah. of them, um, yeah. which, which in the, the end weekend. didn't hurt them. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
Just got to get the getting higher. Right, John. They are getting yep. higher. Good call, John. Thanks. I tell you what, John, stay right there, mate. We'll send you out the Adidas uh, $100 golf gift voucher just for calling in. We give it away at random to callers. Um, the Adidas golf gift voucher there worth $100. We'll get your details, John. Thank you uh, for calling in. Um, on the text, Matty, um, this one from Simo from Balmain. He said it was Neil Fox who missed the conversion. Neil Fox is no. one of the greatest, most prolific no. point scorers of all time. Don, Don Neil Fox, Fox. was it? No, Don, Don Fox. It was, it was Don Fox. Don Nine Fox, in, not I, Neil. I checked it. Ah, 1968 Don. Challenge Cup final, ah, Wakefield versus Neil. Leeds. Amazing. Uh, yeah, got a couple of right. texts coming in after the Rabbits call. Uh, what on earth is the Rabbit smoking, says Fitzy. And this one just says, piss off, Rabbit. <laughs> 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 Uh, there we go. Uh, and this one, um, it, Grand Final Entertainment pregame show from Dan. He says, Reg Reagan and the Bay City Rollers. Nice little combo. Oh, Reg yeah. up front in the tartan. Yeah. With the Bay City Rollers. <laughs> Haven't a couple of the Bay City baby, Rollers dropped baby, off the perch? Bye bye. Yeah, I think they have. Are they mate. missing a they couple of members? Well. Yeah, rest in peace, old mate. Oh. Yeah, a couple of them are gone. <laughs> yeah. oh, just trot them out weekend and Bernie style. Just stand them up there on stage, even if they are. You know, a bit of brown bread. You can still... Who cares? You know, just play a lip sync. You know, just play it the way you go. Uh, it, it's, it's, of course, it's 20 years this year since Billy Idol, folks, that, that we couldn't arrange our Billy Idol back. I just oh, want to no. the house down and have him back on the no. hydrofall, Matty, wouldn't it? No. Mate, Cameron? Billy Idol, that was uh, incredible. We had him in, Triple M. Um, yeah. With MG back in back in the day, came in Billy Idol. I tell you what, you weren't even standing too close to a candle. Right? A bit of wood. <laughs> <laughs> Sixteen minutes to nine. Take a break. Maddie here for Chemist Warehouse. Cameron for the Sporting Globe. Uh, this one for Cameron. Uh, was it a mistake to keep Jerome Hughes or Pappenhausen over Nico Hines? Ooh. Ooh. Big call, yeah. No, I've seen uh, I've seen some questions raised around that, given how well Nico played this year and the Sharks uh, performed. But um, no, look, I think if you look back at the Storm season, they had a wretched run with injuries, particularly Pappenhausen. I think he played maybe the first six games or first ten games, did his hamstring and his mm. knee, sat out for six weeks, come back for maybe two games, and then smashed his kneecap. So. Um, that was di- that was a really difficult one, and Jerome Hughes he spent a few weeks on the sideline as well. But um, that was always going to be a difficult situation, wasn't it? Given the quality of Nico Hines, but they opted for those two players. Unfortunately, they spent a fair bit of time on the sideline this year. But um, no, look, I don't think the Storm would be looking back thinking they made the wrong decision. No, I I agree. I agree. Uh, morning. Do you think Parramatta and South played there? Grand final a week early may be hard for them to back up after Ooh. those performances, Matty. Oh, look, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, like, I was a little concerned about um, South going in against Cronulla, just given the fact that the previous two weeks are, they've been up against their great enemy in the Roosters, and that Sunday before, man, they were sky high emotionally. Uh, but no, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think they're. I think the biggest risk, and Cameron alluded to it before. For Parramatta is to go is going up in those slippery conditions, and trying to play expansive football like they tried to do in in Darwin mm-hmm. and coming undone. Uh, here's a text from Martin. He's actually given support with Rabbit. He says, "I'm with the Rabbit. I cannot believe how many people get up and down during a half of football to get beers and food. Just watch the damn game for 40 minutes. They're like kids who can't sit still in class. So that's the observations of Martin. Yeah, now read the short yeah. kickoffs or the the short drop off. Mm-hmm. Brandy, you're 
if you're there, no, football, I'm just you saying. So we finally get to a stadium where it's easy to go to the toilet and get a beer, and now you now you're dirty on people getting up and going get a, getting a beer and and going to the toilet because <laughs> they can use them so frequently. But that's why we exist. We exist to complain, Brent. That's why we exist on Earth. Um, the short kickoffs, Cameron. Why don't the kickers just drill it straight into the ground towards the sideline, Matt from Brizzy? Now you were a kickoff taker and a, and a dropout taker. Um, yes. Would you do? Yes. Would you have a preference for the low hard one towards the sideline, or the or the higher short kickoff? What, what's your preference? No, no. My preference was always short and up in the air. Yeah, because right. you can just yeah. Right. I, I think I think you got more chance of recovering the football if you go aerial rather than on the ground. Yep. But I've seen I've seen that put to use this year actually. The the short, the short yes. dropout and the short kickoff along the ground. The little mm. mully grubber along the ground. Yeah. Aimed at the sideline, but no, the definitely NFL my preference it. was aerial. Mm. Very popular. In uh, the more NFL, grand final um, ideas, Matty, for grand final entertainment. What do you think about this one, parachutists? Parachutists may be landing on the roof of a core stadium. We could have a sports bet <laughs> yeah. market on how yeah, many land on the ground and how many on the roof. Clowns and then on in unicycles. the background has a navy brass band. Navy brass band love brand. Uh, Matty, what do you think? Love it, love it, love it. Clowns on unicycles, jugglers. Yep, definitely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Yes. Balloons. Balloons. And Remember John once Nicks. negotiating with, uh, talking to John Rebo Rubes when you know, the. Um, the with the Super League was going on, you know, and just about mm. the dream, what they're going to do. And he said, "Mate, I'll tell you, yeah. in every home game, we'll have Willie Nelson, Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton, <laughs> just you, you name them, I'll be here." Remember yeah. during that time, well, they we said, had Mate, to lead to Carlisle out of Penrith, and uh, yeah. that, 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 that was a big hit. That, that really oh, pulled the crowd too close to a candle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, well, she got arrested at the airport with 30 pounds of crack down her pants. I, oh, that's what I heard. I mean, it, was, it was just incredible. Um, and I do remember Hunter Mariner's game, Matty. Remember that? You brought in the local A-League star and he got hit by fire. He got burnt by fireworks. Remember the first ever game for the Hunter Mariners? They had a bloke dressed in a sailor's uniform. He was the Grand Mariner. And everyone was getting excited. They were attacking the line against the Bulldogs. And there was a minute to go, but the Grand Mariner got excited and started ringing the bell, and they thought it was full time and blew it, blew it full time. I, I think that. I, I, I sort of thought that that might have been the signal. This is not going to work out. No. That brings us to the end of a very entertaining hour. Cameron, have a great week up there, nude in the bush. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And See you Matty, next week, you boys. Have a great week. You're probably going to get nude in the streets. Have a great week. See you later. Good on you, guys. See you, See you boys. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 1170am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app. If you're a pest control technician looking for advancement opportunities, Adams Pest Control invites you to join the team. Choose your work focus and enjoy flexible hours with full-time, casual or part-time work tailored to your area. For a flexible working arrangement to suit your lifestyle, visit adamspestcontrol.com.au.